Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, baby girl. <laughs> and welcome to Breaking Down Bad Books. Today we're looking at the third film in my favourite movie and book franchise, The Next 365 Days. So that's kind of confusing to say because I think the franchise is called 365 Days and this is the next one, but it's actually called The Next 365 Days. Although going off of the template of previous films, it's not going to be the length of 365 Days. It's a choose your own adventure at this point with, with what the title means. But I tell you what, it's my favorite film franchise. Fucking love it. So where did we leave off? Okay, so we remember on the first one, Laura got kidnapped by Massimo because he was in a coma and he had a vision of someone that looked like her. And she was just on a girl's trip for a birthday with her fiance, Martin, or at least a boyfriend, Martin. And she wasn't very sexually fulfilled by him. So um, as soon as Massimo, he walks up to her and he's like, hi, baby girl. And She's like instantly attracted to him and then he kidnaps her. So then um, she eventually gets the Stockholm syndrome where she falls in love with him, blah, blah, blah. He's a controlling monster, but she's kind of into it. And then she gets knocked up, but doesn't tell him. And then mobsters, like rival mobsters, perhaps kidnap her or something in a tunnel. And that's when that one ended. And so we picked up the last one off of that cliffhanger, which we did not resolve. And they're getting married, but she's lost the baby, but she didn't tell him about losing the baby because she never told him about the baby. And that's all going well until she sees him making out with his ex-girlfriend, Anna or Anna or Elsa. I don't know. And then, um, so she's like, what the fuck? So she runs off with the gardener called Nacho. And so then she's fallen in love with Nacho. But apparently he had an evil twin. (laughs) who was, um, I don't know, making it his life's mission to mess with Massimo or something. The motivation was unclear. Or or he was working with the rival mobsters. I don't know. Anyway, Massimo wasn't cheating on her. It was the evil twin, but she was cheating on him, but only because she thought that he was cheating on her. And then it ends up in like a shootout. So I believe we ended with Massimo alive. His brother's dead. Uh, Nacho was there. I think he shot the ex-girlfriend. And I think Laura also got shot. So, okay, there's the context. That's about like eight seasons worth of days of our lives right there. And so we start and there's a fake out. (laughs) And it's trying to make us think that Laura's dead, but like we know Laura's not dead. Like she's the star of the book. Well, no, Olga's the star of the book. If you'll remember, she has a best friend called Olga and she's a fucking wild child and she's great. 
So yeah, Massimo's at the cemetery staring at the tombstone and Olga's trying on a wedding dress because she's also going to get married to Domenico. Massimo's not evil brother and also not a twin, but still his brother. At least in the books, it's his brother. They sort of don't make that point as known in the films. And someone else is saying like, oh, Olga, I I bet she wishes she could have been here or something like that, implying that she's dead. She's not dead. She was just like in bed resting and the tombstone was for his brother. Anyway, so he's telling Nacho and the rival mob gang, he's saying, hey, you can never set foot on this island again, okay? And he's like, okay, sure. So she's not dead and that never gets explained. And she never walks around like she's recovering from a gunshot wound to her abdomen. She's spry as anything, and we see her naked abdomen quite a bit, and I didn't see any scars, so I don't know. They do a lot of dream sex sequences in these movies, so maybe it was a dream shootout sequence, although the brother is dead. Who cares? She's alive, she's well, um, and we're just not going to touch on it. Okay. And Olga's still there, and I'm like, do you not have a life in Poland, Olga? But no, because she's hooking up with Domenico. I guess guess she lives in Sicily as well now, and- Praise be because she's fun. So then Lara and Massimo have a little root. And you know, it's kind of um, not the rooting that we're expecting. Or it's not the rooting that we're accustomed to with 365 days. Cause they're like, they're still wearing clothes. It seems a bit like a in and out and in and out and then you're done kind of a thing. And I'm like, oh, the bed death is upon them. They've been married for so long. The bed death is upon them. And um, yep, so it's just some routine sex. And then Olga's like, what, you've had sex, haven't you, you dirty slut? I can tell from your hair. I can tell from the way you're standing. She's like, you just had sex. And I swear Olga has said that line of dialogue, like in every movie. It just, it felt so repetitive. And then Olga's like, all right, well, let's go to lunch and eat some big salads. So they go to lunch and eat a big salad. And I thought she wasn't meant to sneak off because of her life being at danger from all of the rival mob gangs. Um, I keep calling them mob gangs because I don't really understand the world of organized crime. Uh, I guess they're mob gangs or, or, or rival gangs. What do you call a mobster? I a group of mobsters. A murder of mobsters. Okay. So she's eating a big salad with Olga. And so then Olga says a joke. She's like, oh, now that's what I call a food baby, which seems insensitive since she did just lose a child. But Laura's like, whatever, that's classic Olga. Um, and then she gets a phone call from Nacho. <laughs> okay, because he's still in the picture. He still wants her. And then they're like, hey, you know what? Let's go dancing. So they're eating lunch at what's clearly midday. Like that, that is high noon, that sky. I, I did not see a sun setting anywhere. And next minute they're in a club, they're dancing, they're doing shots. It's midnight all of a sudden. And I was thinking like, wow, Massimo's turned a new leaf. He's being really cool with her going out clubbing. And then, no, of course not. Um, We see Domenico arrive first and he's like grabbing Olga's tit while they're dancing, which I thought was a bit much. Um, And there's Massimo and he's pissed. And so he's like, come with me. And they go to the back room where there's like a stripper, except the back room's empty and the stripper was already dancing while they walked in. So is she just dancing for no one? Or was she just like, did she hear the door? And she was like, shit, shit, shit. And she jumps up on the pole. Unclear. So then he's like, hey, stripper girl, leave after watching her for like three seconds. And then Laura's like, no, stay. And I'm like, well, yeah, stay. Like, why would you tell the stripper girl to leave? Now you're just in a random empty room. Just go home. And so then she's going to give him a rub and tug, but it doesn't happen. 
their sexual chemistry is all off. There's your hint that they're having marital problems. So Laura gets up and she goes to kiss the stripper, but then she doesn't. And I'm like, can we just not involve this poor girl? She's just trying to work her shift. She didn't sign up for a threesome. So the stripper just leaves. (laughs) She's like, fuck this. I'm clocking out. My shift's up. And so um, then Laura blows him. Okay. And the song we get in the background, like all of the songs in this movie, it's like a, a wish version of the Fifty Shades of Grey soundtrack. Like this thing when she's blowing him, it sounds like a ripped off version of Earned It from Fifty Shades. And no one's buying it, 365 Days franchise soundtrack people. We're not buying it. So she blows him, they go home, they bang. But then like out of nowhere, we cut to maybe that night, maybe the next night, she she wakes up because she can't sleep. And so she goes downstairs and he's moodily just sitting there having a drink. And he's like, what's going on? And she's like, I can't sleep without you. And then (laughs) for the rest of the movie, she does proceed to sleep without him. Um, And he's like, well, yeah, I've got a lot to think about. And then out of nowhere, they're fighting about the twin brother and about Nacho and the hidden pregnancy and the miscarriage. Nothing gets resolved. And I'm like, are you not going to bring up the fact that you kidnapped her because she was a doppelganger of the vision that you had when you're in a coma? Because that's sort of the root of all the problems. But no, he doesn't bring that up. You'd think when they're airing all their grievances that that would come up, but it doesn't. <laughs> She's mad at him for a lot of things, but not for the kidnapping. She, she got over that really quick. And so he smashes the glass and that triggers for her a flashback of when Sexy Nacho cleaned up sm- some smash glass last movie. <laughs> what a tenuous link. I, I bet every time someone drops a glass, she, she just flashes back to that moment. And yeah, even though she just said she can't sleep without him, she then falls asleep on the couch. And so then she's having a sex dream about Nacho giving her morning cunnilingus and she's like really into it. But then it's not a dream. It's Massimo and it's actually happening. And when she realizes that she's awake, she's like, not into it. And then he's furious as if like, this is a normal thing. She's meant to be happy that she's getting licked out in her sleep. Like, no, let her be. And like, he yells at her with his head down there. And like, when he enunciates a little bit of spittle comes out of his mouth. And that just creeped me out. Like, I was like, oh, I don't want to know if that's spit or if it's something else. Not my story to tell. So let's just skip over it. But it creeped me out. And so then he's furious. He's furious. So we get a moody montage of like Massimo jacking it in the shower alone, Laura napping without him. And then Massimo's losing at tennis. So this is all showing that they have relationship problems. And then like, I guess she's dragging Olga somewhere because she wants to be a designer. She's like, I've got to work on my career since my marriage is in a shambles. I thought she was in hotel management, but apparently she's a designer now. Or well, at least she's got pieces of paper and she's like vaguely sketching while someone else does all the work. So while she's doing that, Massimo's doing cocaine deals. Olga's got a wedding to plan. So they're all very disconnected. And at one point Massimo's like at at another strip club. I clocked that the decor was different. So it was a separate strip club and he's doing lines and getting lap dances. And it was a bit much um, because there's this like Paul Dahl over here who has a ball gag in a mouth and a hood on. It seemed very uncomfortable. And everyone else is in the throes of passion, banging left and right. He mostly just gets a chest rub. That's, that's all. I sort of thought it might have been leading to wristy territory, but he walks out of there. He's like, you know what? I'm a married man. This is inappropriate. So he just dodges the girl with the ball gag in her mouth on the way out. And he says, this isn't for me. 
And then the designer girl that's helping Laura, she's apparently getting railed. She's bent over the desk with the designs all askew, just getting railed at work in the workplace. It's so inappropriate. And so then Laura walks in and she goes, oh, oh, with half a tit out, mind you. She's like, oh, sorry, I didn't know you'd be in early today. And I was like, early? What time is it? Is it 9am? Why are you getting railed at 9am? At work? What? And so then she she comes back out in her little like nighty or she, oh, she puts the tit back in a dress. I don't know. And she's like, it's 9am. So it was 9am. What, what is in the water in Sicily? I just, in what world? Anyway, so then Olga barges in being like, we're going to Portugal. We've been invited to Portugal or, or they won a trip to Portugal. I don't really know. It wasn't made super clear to me, but I guess the indication is that she's doing so well that her design label's been invited to some sort of fashion show in Portugal. And there's like a big important meeting, but we never see that meeting. And yet Massimo's just like, yeah, go to Portugal. We don't see it happen, but apparently he's no longer controlling, but he doesn't even say goodbye to her. So, you know, rot row. So they're in Portugal and she's been a sad sack and Olga, God bless her. She's dancing. She's having a glass of bubbles. She's throwing up grapes and catching them in her mouth. She's good fun. And so she's like, Laura, come on, we're in Portugal. We got to go have fun. And she's like, no, I've got my important meeting tomorrow that never happens. And she's like, let's go watch some surfers. So they go watch some surfing and Nacho just happens to be in the surfing competition. Like what a small world of all the beaches in all of Portugal, bull fucking shit. (laughs) I'm sorry. As if. And Laura's like, ah, don't let him see me. Don't let him see me. So they go out clubbing to like multiple bars doing multiple shots, like at least a million shots. And it's like, well, that's not really being discreet, is it, Laura? But they don't run into him that night. And she just like falls asleep on the rooftop of her hotel room, I think. And it's like, didn't you have a meeting in the morning or something? Like, go to a proper bed. Why are you sleeping outdoors? Oh, but before she wakes up, we're treated to her sex dream where she's I guess getting railed by Nacho at Burning Man. They're in some sort of like, you know, the shelters that they build on day one of Survivor where it's held up by bamboo. It looks shit. And you're like, well, as soon as it rains, that shelter's going down, but it's like day one. So it's good enough. They were in that sort of structure. And there was like more smoke and fog being pumped in from a smoke machine than like an 80s music video. And they were just in the same position the whole time in soft focus for like five minutes. It went on forever. As I said, a lot of dream sex happening in this movie. Um, and so then we don't, we don't see a meeting happen. It's the next night, but they do seem to be at some sort of runway event. So it's work related perhaps. Anyway, Olga's flirting with the bartender and getting some free beers. And in the space of like three minutes, she's drunk and causing a scene and she gets kicked out. And then we get, we get this like little fun moment where she's escaping the security guard and it's like an aerial shot of a stairwell and she's up here and then she's here and then he's running after her and then she's running after him and then they're coming out of an elevator and he's carrying her, then she's carrying him. It was like a that Benny Hill type thing. It was comically hilarious. Olga, she's good fun. And then she's stuck on a fire escape because I think she's trying to escape the building to go out and have another beer. And someone who lives there is like, can you shut the fuck up? And she's like, nah, give me a beer. And then she's stuck on a fire escape. Wild. Loved every second of Olga's escapades. Could watch that a million times over. Uh, And so meanwhile, boring old Nacho's sister runs into Laura and they're like, oh my God, hi, fancy meeting you here. Like they barely register any shock. 
this sister of Nacho is like the worst actress of all time. She's like, oh, hi, Laura. And Laura's like, oh, hi, I'm actually here with one of my designs. This is my design, this dress that I'm wearing. And she's like, it's great. <laughs> oh, it was dreadful. Um, and then they're like, hey, Nacho uh, really misses you, by the way. And also, he's right there at the bar. And she's like, oh, wow, so he is. So what a coincidence. And then they just like, she leaves that location and she goes and sits in some like little toy car at the docks with him. But they're just sitting in the car silently. And I'm like, well, this is fucking boring. And then um, she gets out of the car and he says like, oh, hey, Laurie, how you doing? And then they're making out. <laughs> I don't know. So he takes her back to his place and like he, he walks in and like puts the keys down. So he's obviously just walking in and there's already like a thousand candles lit. The bathtub is overflowing, although it might be a water feature. On first glance, I thought it was a bathtub, but yeah, you know what? It might've been a water fountain. Who knows? Anyway, so then they go to the beach and that's also littered with candles. Who lit all these candles before he could get home? Did he text the maid and say, quickly light all the romantic candles? There are so many candles. He has a bigger candle budget than the bachelorette and where he leads her to on the beach, it's laid out with blankets like it is a bachelor date and it's still super awkward. And it seems like she's trying to quiet quit the date because she's like, well, it's getting late. I better go home, that kind of a thing. And so she reaches for her purse. She's like, oh, oh, I can't leave without my purse, which is on the other side of, of you, Nacho. Why the purse isn't next to her, why it's next to him, I'm not too sure. So she has to like lean all the way over him to get the purse. You know, you could just stand up, walk around and pick it up. But no, she's got to lean theatrically over him. She's semi straddling him and he's like, okay, well, let's do this. And so then he's pinning her down essentially. And they have a beach bang. Quite the beach bang. I imagine sand is going everywhere. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 
luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Where? They do the pose from her sex dream, which is a great cinematic parallel, but they also do like a lot of positions, like quite a variety. I was like, wow. And then I'm thinking, is the maid who was on Candle Judy just like standing there watching them? Is the fire marshal on set? And also, is Olga on the fire escape still? Did she not have her meeting? So many questions. Um, so the next morning, it seems like early dawnish kind of, he drops her back at the hotel. And he also says, oh, by the way, I saved Massimo's life. Just, you know, just FYI. And then he's all like, I will wait for you, Laura. And I was like, what type of Nicholas Sparks dialogue is this? Do we forget what movie we're in, guys? We're in 365 days. We're not in Dear John. We don't need the big love declarations. I'm sorry to say it. So she walks back into the hotel room and Massimo was there. I actually gasped for real watching it. I was like, oh shit, they got me. (laughs) They got me good. And he's like, where the fuck have you been, you dirty bitch? And she's like, I went for a walk. And I was like, really, Laura? That's the best thing you could think of. You're, You're in your dress from last night. It's day. How long did you go for a walk for? Like six or seven hours? Where to, Laura? And so she threatens the D word at him and he's like blindsided. He's like, oh, what, are we having troubles? And it's like, yeah, no shit, you're having troubles. She's clearly been fucking around on you. And she says, when I got shot, our relationship almost died with me. And I was like, well, yeah. I mean, if you died, that kind of would have ended the relationship, Dahl. But she thinks that's a big thing. And she's sort of walking around acting like she's the victim. I mean, yeah, he kidnapped you and he's super controlling, all of that. But you did just fuck Nacho. Like she sort of, I don't know, blocks that out. And she's like, I need space. I need space. I'm like, yeah, you just had a lot of space on that beach with Nacho. So then he leaves her a note. I guess in that interim 10 minute period where she had a shower, he left her a note saying, I've gone back to Sicily. I'll leave my plane with you at your disposal or something. And I was like, what? Or did he say plan? No, I think he said plane, but I'm like, so you're, you're in Sicily, but you've left the plane for her. So how did you get to Sicily? Did you fly commercial? But the plane never gets mentioned again. So I, oh, I really don't know what to make of that note, but she's like, what the fuck? How could he leave me? And I'm like, you wanted space. And Olga comes back. I guess she made it off of the fire escape and she's mad at Laura because Laura went and fucked around with Nacho last night. And then Laura's continuing to play the victim. Like she didn't just get railed. Anyway, so then she goes back to Poland, presumably on the plane. And then as soon as she landed, I guess she hired a motorbike and drove a motorbike to her parents' house because she's just constantly walking around with a big motorbike helmet. (laughs) Uh, So get this, she's having lunch with her mum and her mum says, you're almost 30. You should be at home with your husband celebrating your anniversary of your first meeting. And I was like, whoa. And that sort of blew my mind because I was like, wait, what? So this has still only been not yet 365 days. Are you shitting me? So in, in a year, she got kidnapped. She fell in love with a kidnapper. 
She got pregnant. She got kidnapped again. She lost the baby. She got married. She thought she was being cheated on. So she fell in love with someone else like as revenge. And then she found out that her husband's evil twin brother was manipulating her. And then she got shot. Then she became a designer and went to Portugal and banged the gardener whom is the person that she was trying to bang earlier or was banging earlier. And then she's got marital troubles. And so she's fled to Poland all before a year is out. All before a year. It took me a year before I met my boyfriend's mum. I'm, (laughs) all of that in a year. I was shocked, shocked by that. And then I'm, I'm trying to turn over the meaning of these titles, right? So the first movie was called 365 Days, despite it being about, what, three or four months. And then the next one was called This Day, This Day in particular, despite it also not being a day long. It was another couple of months. And so now it's called The Next 365 Days, which would indicate that it's another batch of 365 days. But no, they're still in the same 365 days. They've never left the first 365 days. What was, what was, what oh, I don't know. So then her parents are like, so what's been going on? And so she tells them, and she's like, I'm in love with someone else. And then we get like a montage where a song's playing and she's mouthing, I don't know, her confession or whatever. And we don't hear it. And then we cut to her parents reacting and it's just going on and on and on. And I'm like, wow, I sincerely hope that she's not really telling them everything. Like, imagine if she's been like, yeah, we got railed. I flirted with a stripper, but then the stripper left. Then I blew him, you know, da-da, 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 da-da. And her parents are just like, okay, cool. Um, <laughs> follow your heart. <laughs> and then she has a sex dream where she's having a threesome with both boys. And then the two boys start making out. And I, oof, you know what? It was kind of hot. Ooh, have a moment of silence for that scene. Ooh, okay. Um. Yeah, well, that's clearly best case scenario where they just have a polyamorous type situation, but it'll probably never happen. So then her and her dad go motorbiking because she's, she's a keen motorbiker and they go and get lunch somewhere um, and Olga calls her. So she's like, I better take this. And she walks comically far away from the table. Like she pretty much leaves the deck where they're eating lunch. She goes past two nuns who are clearly gossiping about her being a hussy. And then she's walking down a path. She's going up to some bloody creek and she's standing there in the middle of this forest to have a chat with Olga. You know, you could have just stood up and walked a couple of meters away, Dal. You didn't need to leave the premises completely, but (laughs) she needed privacy. So she talks to Olga and Olga's like, Massimo knows. And I was like, what? Yeah. Did we already not know that Massimo knew that something was up? I mean, he flew to Portugal. and, and she was just coming back from a walk of shame. Or did he really think that she was going for a walk? Or, or, or are we expected to believe that he believes that she was actually going for a walk? Anyway, Olga's like, it's crazy. He knows about Nacho. She goes, I heard him over talking about it to Domenico. And even Laura's like, what, you speak Italian now? And she's like, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> she's like, well, not really, but I understand it. Okay. Um, so then she's like, wow. And so she ends the call and she turns around and her dad's right there. She walked this huge distance away, has a two minute call. And then, and then her dad's like listening in the whole time. If your dad was just going to listen in anyway, you could have just had the, had the call at the table. Can her dad not read the room? Like she clearly wanted privacy. She walked down to the Creek and, and he followed her. Meanwhile, they were like mid lunch. Did someone pay the bill? Did you dine and dash? Go back to the premises and pay the bill. What's going on? So then she flies back to Sicily. 
I, I guess on the plane. <laughs> I tell you, the plane never came up again. I don't know if I imagined the plane thing, but okay. So she's back at the airport and a taxi pulls up and she's like, oh, hey, um, how you going? Please speak English. And it's Nacho. So, okay. He's back in the country, even though he, Massimo said, if you come back to the country, I'm going to kill you. That, and that was before he knew that he was getting buck wild with his wife at the beach. So that was before all of that. And his his big disguise is is like a cap on his head and just sitting in a taxi, which is crazy. But he also was like trying to meet up with Laura. So he just timed it to perfection. Just he pulled up at the airport just as she was exiting. And, and lo and behold, she hops into his cab. How did he do that? How did he get that precise moment? Was he just doing laps of the airport? What if she were to call an Uber? I mean, what a flawed plan. But she's like, what are you doing here, nachos? And he's like, I'm risking my life because I love you, blah, blah, blah. And she says, take me home. You know the address. You used to work there as a gardener. And it's like, I don't think he actually did ever do much work there, Dal. It was all a ploy because he's part of a rival mafia gang. And also, I think Massimo should know that you're back in the country if you, if you took his plane. Uh, I don't know. So he's monologuing to her on the drive back to the palace that he's in love with her. He'll wait for her, blah, blah, blah. And she's just stone-faced and silent, giving him nooch in the back seat. And she's effectively being like, yeah, that's nice, but let me talk to my husband first. And he's like, I'll wait for you. And it's like, okay, cool your jets, nachos. And so he drops her off and Olga's there. And she's like, you fucking idiot. She's like, what are you doing? You're going to die on your birthday. And I'm like, oh, it's her birthday. So it's been exactly 365 days. The title makes more sense if it were the title of the first film. And Olga is convinced that Laura is going to get murdered by her husband, which is pretty dark. Like that's, that's pretty terrible. But also Olga is such a great comic actress that it kind of comes off as like kooky and zany. And she's like, I'm going to wait in the driveway until you come back safe. And it's like, all right. You're talking about someone murdering their wife, but God, you make it fun. You make it fun, Olga, with your zany ways, like she's Phoebe from Friends. And so she goes to meet Massimo at the beach. Why he's not in the house, I don't know. Why he's wearing all of his clothes, like full on suit pants and shoes at the beach, psychotic behavior. And so she talks to him, but they're social distancing. They're like 1.5 apart. And he's saying how he's like, I don't know, he knew about Nacho all along. Uh, and I don't know, his dad always used to say, if you love something, let it go. And if it comes back to you, it's meant to be or whatever. But then that's it. She she doesn't do anything. They just stand there, social distancing, fully clothed, staring at each other in silence. And, and that, and that's it credits. And I was like, wait, are they back together or are they not? Like, I honestly don't know. Maybe it's a cliffhanger, a famous cliffhanger where it won't get resolved until halfway through the next movie. I guess there has to be another movie now. This Blanca Lipinska must be cranking them out because they're ending on a cliffhanger where I honestly do not know what's happening. (laughs) Maybe they're back together. Who knows? (laughs) If you've got a better read on it, let me know because I don't have a fucking clue. So yeah, it all ended after exactly 365 days. So my reading of it now is the first book was like, oh, 365 days, because that's what he said he would give her. As in, if she wasn't in love with him after 365 days, then he would no longer have her hostage or something. So that sort of makes sense. And then the next one's called This Day, I guess because it's 
primarily about the wedding and you can be like, oh, the wedding's the most important day. Like it's this day, even though other days occurred. And now this one might be called the next 365 days, not because they're actually in another 365 day block right now, but because by the end of it, they're about to either embark on the next 365 days perhaps, or she'll start another 365 days with Nacho maybe, or it just doesn't make sense and I need to just let it go and accept the fact that the titles are meaningless. But I don't know, I don't know. I'm still gonna turn that one over in my little noggin. Anyway, I hope this nice little uh, return to erotica eases you back into the Fifty Shades coverage that is coming up very soon. Um, In a few days, I'll be dropping the first of the Fifty Shades Freed Recaps. Can't wait to embark on that journey. Hopefully that one has has a more clear-cut ending. We'll see. Okay, bye. Send your burning thoughts, frustrations, and grievances on this latest chapter of this shitty book to breakingdownpod at gmail.com or on Twitter at podbreakingdown and Instagram at breakingdownbadbooks. You can visit www.breakingdownbadbooks.com for all the listen links, contact information, merch, and more. To support the show on Patreon and gain access to exclusive ad-free bonus episodes, visit patreon.com slash breakingdownbadbooks. Ratings and reviews on your preferred podcast platform are also a fun, free way to support the show. Breaking Down Bad Books is hosted by me, Nathan Brown, who you can follow on Instagram and Twitter at NathanBrown90. Thanks for listening and happy reading. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.